It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Oswiz Live from our Brangaroo Studios. Uh, you've tuned in for the call. 10 stocks picked by you. I put them to our expert panel on Monday, the 13th of February. Um, and I know so many of you watching are fanboys of this uh, particular panel. Gaurav Sodhi from Intelligent Investor, Nathan Somers and Darren from Deep Data Analytics. Fellas, good day. Good Morning. to see you. Nice to see you. I think every stock today comes with a can you ask Gaurav or can you ask Nathan uh, <laughs> from the viewer. So that's terrific. Mm-hmm. We're going to get right into it. Yeah. Um, bit, um, for the first half hour, let's see what we're going to Whitehaven Coal. Yes, we've got the King of Coal with us to talk about that. Uh, Beam Communication, Frontier Digital Ventures, Calix, and Ordinate at um, uh, the bottom of this half hour. We're not going to do a stock of the day because um, the Ordinate Chief Executive, Managing Director, is coming on about 20 past the hour to talk through the result. Ordinate is a favourite of both Nathan and Gorab. Uh, posted record earnings earlier this morning for the half. Revenue up 52%, close to $31 million. Earnings uh, up by 109% to $4.3 million. Um, uh, net loss sits at uh, $381,000, down from the $2.1 million loss uh, previously. Company says its sales backlog remains at record levels. Um, share price up 11%. So we'll go into that in more detail when we do the interview later this half hour and Gaurav and Nathan can uh, have their say on it as well. Uh, so let's get right into the stocks that uh, you want us to cover. Uh, Matt says, gee, geez, Gaurav was spot on with the thermal coal last year, wasn't he? He wants to view a Whitehaven coal. Gaurav, are you still there? I'm still you, there. you used to call it yeah. your coal adventure. Yeah, my adventure you? in coal. coal yeah, yes. yeah. I sold almost everything I owned to, to buy coal. <laughs> um, let me just say that um, I think I got the buy side right. Um, I reckon Nathan has takes the honours for, for for getting the sell part right. right. I don't Jesus. think I got the sell part right. Someone record that. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> someone, someone record that. It's a rare praise. Um, probably not going to be repeated. I'm been very surprised by the um, surpri- uh, by the by the fall in coal prices. So if yeah. you're paying attention, you would have seen um, coal prices across the board, but in particular Newcastle coal, which is the coal that. I'm interested in which is the coal, the highest quality coal um, against which yep. most of Whitehaven's production is is benchmarked. That has collapsed. It's basically halved in the last six weeks, um, and it's not alone. The energy complex around the world has has fallen over, has rolled over. Um, European yep. gas prices um, have collapsed. Yeah, natural gas has um, yep. fallen off a cliff. Fallen off a cliff. Even worse than what's happened to coal. Um, yep. Coal uh, prices across the benchmark spectrum have fallen. You've seen oil prices fall. Some of this is, um, actually a lot of this is because of what's happened in Europe. And in Europe, we've seen a 
incredibly warm winter, an unseasonably warm winter. And usually that wouldn't cause a collapse in energy prices, but that's been accompanied by the largest inventory buildup in modern history um, of, of European energy supplies. Um, every nook and cranny has been filled with energy because they're worried about a cold winter. And you know the, the Germans in particular take this stuff um, very, very seriously. Um, so they did the, absolutely did the right thing. A warm winter came, so instead of buying inventory on market, they've been um, weaning down um, the storage levels. Uh, at some point, you'd think that will reverse, um, and it's actually quite amazing that you know they're they're, they're going down on storage, and um, and thermal prices are still at two hundred dollars. And I think that that shows that we are in a new paradigm here. Um, I think three or four years ago, um, in this sort of scenario, would have seen double-digit coal prices, yep. and we're still seeing about two hundred um, buck coal prices. And I think that's um, I think that's where we are. I, I think we're in a new paradigm where um, uh, where coal yep. prices stay higher. Um, the equity prices have responded to lower coal prices, and I think that's an, a perfectly normal. The the highs are gone. I don't think we're getting back to four hundred dollars again. Yep. I, I, I don't not sure we're going back to ten bucks again for Whitehaven. But I'd still be there because I think the dividends you're going to get over the next two, three years are still going to be um, 20% or so annually. Right. And, and there's a good chance that you get the entire market cap mm -hmm. today in cash over the next two years. To give you some idea, um, at 200 bucks, I think Whitehaven can generate, generate 1.5 billion in free cash flow, which is right. on a what 30% uh, free cash flow yield. It's still attractive. I wouldn't be buying. I think that the highs are gone. But I can. St I still think you can beat the market and get very, very good returns um, by so holding. Why wouldn't you be buying if you're going to get the because you know, there's your a chance price back in two years? That's not a certainty, Koshi. That's just an idea. There's a probability of that. That's not a certainty. Right. You know, um, it's 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 entirely possible that I'm I'm wrong about the two hundred buck thing. It's entirely possible um, the war ends. Um, you know, Russia comes back. Um, governments realise that they they need more fossil fuels. Um, the impediments to supply are lifted and more projects come online. Right. There's plenty of coal around. So it's still for a hold? It's still for a hold. This is not the time to be 40% of your portfolio in coal. That's, no. that's gone as well. This is no. now going back to sensible investing, sensible portfolio limits, um, but you can still do so very well from So you're back here. to sensible? I'm not yet, but I will be. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I will be, yeah, it's, uh, it's a hold, yeah. Uh, Nathan? It's, it's one of those hardest things, isn't it? You, mm. you got it right and bang on. You were early, you were perfectly on time, you did well. And it's really hard when you've gone through that cycle because you made a decent return. So you're willing to yeah. give up some to see how it plays out, which is the problem is a lot of people don't do that. They come yeah. really late to the game yeah. and they, they, you know, they come, you know, the last part of the cycle and then mm. any kind of drop, suddenly they've lost their start. So it, it's tricky. I think our view on it was pretty close to what we would have done. And it's, it's a rotation out of the energy sector. So you switch between it. I still think oil price actually rebounds here. I mean, mm. Russia started starting to cut supply. OPEC actually upgraded demand. So you know, you cut supply, increase demand. I think oil is a play. bit different, though. Oil that's supply right. is coming back. Yeah, and there's a uh, lot and, of drilling think, activity, and that's why. I mean, you're a fan of Karun, and yep. we've been in oh, it yeah. Yeah. because if you look at the energy sector, predominantly in Australia, mm. LNG is under pressure. They've got mm. regulatory issues, so forth. Mm. Karun is one of those unique plays outside pure oil play. Uh, increasing reserves in a growth right. story that still plays well. Mm -hmm. Woodside play well? Uh, Woodside for me I think valuations is not that cheap and everyone's gone for that as a default choice after the assets go out of BHP so I think it's actually I actually looked through the energy sector over the weekend uh, and and because of that Santos actually it's probably not as good quality 
but on a valuation mm. basis, looks better. Okay. So if you want to play that, Santos probably looks better. I think but Santos has been very fortunate that it bought oil search on the cheap because mm. absent oil search assets, I think Santos is 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 a collection of lousy assets yeah. really. Right. Um, but with oil search, you can make an argument. But I, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm much more bullish on Karun. I think right now that's holding up better than anyone else, mm. and we've had the pullback in oil. Okay. I think where oil runs. So Whitehaven, a hold? I've been selling and I'd so be selling. You're still selling now? Yeah, I would be still selling because I think market knows what's coming. <clears throat> so you have to look for something the market doesn't know. I think we all know about the dividend. I think, the, the, but, but the thing is it can play defensive yeah. if the market has a pullback. So in that context, if you're looking for a defensive play, I think actually Whitehaven holds up that better than I still think the expectations are that, that Newark goes back, Newcastle Coal goes back to $100. Okay. Most people have that fact. You'll still sell. Yeah. We've got to keep going. Yeah. Um, James wants a view, Nathan, on Beam Communications. Satellite group designs, develops, manufactures, distributes satellite phone equipment and related services. Yeah. Um, it's a sector that there's been so many market darlings that have disappointed and, you know, Everything from Aussie Broadband to TPG to Superloop to MP1, you know, you see all these telecommunication link tech, they've all underperformed. And we haven't seen the numbers turn around. The only guy who's holding up space is Telstra uh, by being yeah. the biggest gorilla in town. It is a sector that I'm interested in because everyone's pretty much underperformed. But unfortunately, the data doesn't stack up yet. There is no turnaround yet. So. This is a sector I'm interested in, but the data is not there. No need to jump in hoping for something. I'm waiting to see someone turn around and deliver an okay. upgrade. And for up to now, I haven't seen anyone, so I'm keeping an eye on it, but I'm not picking to jump into a sector where no one's doing okay. it better. Let me just say that, that careful not to judge a, a business by its share price performance alone. Um, Aussie Broadband, which um, we own in the fund, I own personally mm. and have done so since IPO, um, has been a sp has shot every metric yeah. out of the park. We, I had some estimates about what I thought yep. it would do. It actually has beaten just about every single one of them, and the share price has moved up and down a lot. But the business has performed absolutely splendidly. Um, so I'll, I'll put that out there. Um, Beam yeah. is, a, is a tiny, tiny business. Yeah, what do you got? About twenty million, yeah. maybe. Yeah. It it's, it's come back a long way. Yeah, it, it's mostly. It, it looks to me. I mean, I've never seen it before. It's the first time I looked at it. For, was for the show, but it looks to me like a, a hardware accessory business for satellite mm. phones. Yeah. Which it looks like a very low margin, lumpy contract based business um, with a, with a limited pool of buyers and a lot of competition. Um, it looks reasonably well managed. Their products are innovative. They've got uh, royalties coming through for one product and, and quite big sales orders for, for their latest product. But I still think this is a low margin competitive business that is yet to prove itself. If you want to keep this on the watch list, um, nothing wrong, but you really need to see more evidence of a real business here, which I'm not sure there is at this stage. Okay. I will say it is making profits, it is generating cash flow, so it's doing the basics right, which these days is a lot more than most companies this size yeah. do. Okay. All right. Um, Two viewers here, Robin and Damien, have asked for both your views on uh, Frontier Digital Ventures. Um, it, it has um, platforms uh, similar to car sales, Seek, and, and that in uh, developing countries. Um, and Robin says, Gaurav uh, did say, uh, the question is, does Gaurav still like uh, Frontier Digital? You have say, said in the past, it needs patience, five to seven years, do you still think that? Yeah, um, so you <coughs> described it perfectly. It's a, 
it, it's a developing country, um, yeah. car sales and REA, REA kind of rolled yeah. into one. <coughs> they have gone a step further though, because um, they are now in, in their real estate business, they are now looking at um, commissions uh, on, on uh, commercial sales. Right. So they become the real estate, de facto real estate agent, not just taking a, the advertising um, revenue. And that's a much larger market, a much more profitable <coughs> base than um, what REA is doing here. Um, so in that sense, they've leapfrogged REA, and I think that's really exciting. But the largest holding in their portfolio is Zameen, which is a Pakistani listing. Yep. And Pakistanis are, are mad on property. There's a huge um, expat community in, from London. A lot of them buy through Zameen. But the Pakistan mm-hmm. economy is going through um, a crisis, sort of a Sri Lankan-style collapse. Right. Um, it looks like the currency is, is, is in free fall. They might have to call the IMF in. Um, it's right. just, and, okay. and that's decimated the value of this business, which is earning reasonably well. It's holding up in local currency terms, but once you translate that and the local currency has collapsed, it's, the, the value has dramatically diminished. Um, that's not to say it's disappeared, and there's other parts of the business that look interesting. But I think given the risks in Pakistan and how much, how important Zameen is for that business, I'm going to go hold for now. It, it is still worth um, a part of your portfolio. For me, it's more about um, how big rather than yes or no. This ought to be a smallish part of your portfolio as it is for us. Sure. Um, but um, it, the the Pakistani thing really makes things, makes right. the, it cuts the upside off a lot unless yeah, yeah. this stuff is sorted out. So best to sit and wait. Um, a, a potential fortune awaits um, someone who, who buys now and, and it, if everything turns out okay, then I think there's a lot of value on the table, but you really got to handicap those odds because uh, I just don't know. Look, Ivan. it's great management. Um, I love the business, mm. just bad cycle, as you said. You're in an underdeveloped market that's yeah. going to be under threat. Yeah. These guys play in the tough area. So short term, it's going to be volatile. It's actually pulled back enough that you want to look at it. Mm. So it's a hold for me. Um, I think you want to buy some and see. It's a nibble over the next six months. I have a funny feeling over the next six to 12 months, um, you're going to get emerging markets starting to recover. It's uh-huh. underperformed developed markets for a long period of time. Things are turning around, mm-hmm. and, and I think the power shift is happening in emerging markets. Yes, some of them are going to blow up, and <laughs> I'm from Sri Lanka, so I know how yeah, that yeah. blows up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's going to happen, but I think overall, the dynamic is beginning to turn, and these guys could be the best way to play that because we they're in not, Vietnam and a lot they're of They're in a lot of regions, yeah. and you know, it's, it's all, you know, blowing up bombs everywhere but yeah. that can turn around and your ability to pick in those say, you know countries is going to be hard these guys are really good at that right so they're going to be the place but the timing is it's just impossible to know but i think somewhere in the next six to 12 months they will so i would look at it as over 12 months you you know you nibble through that and you're going to average a good entry price and then you'll come good because the management is worth backing and I think that's that's what you want to look at. And where is the big cyclical upside? It's not going to be in the developed markets over the next five to 10 years. I think it's going to be in the emerging markets. Mm-hmm. And these guys are a great way to play it. So I want to play it. Timing is hard. So I'd say, look, it's going to be high risk, short term, nibble, accumulate over the next 12 months. I think it'll work well. It's a great okay. illustration of why you need to remain, uh, hold a little bit of uncertainty in every position yeah. you hold. Because 18 months ago, it wasn't clear that Pakistan was going to blow up. And um, you know, it, it, nothing could be clearer now. Yeah. Um, you know, this the stuff happens in the world, and you don't want to be, um, you don't want to personally have a massive setback because something happened sure. elsewhere in the world which you have no control about. So, so I think it's a good reminder. High risk end yeah. of the uh, the portfolio. Definitely. All right, uh, Chris mm. wants to view Nathan on Calix, the uh, 
um, uh, platform technology, produces new materials, processes. It was in um, that process to make cement mm. uh, yeah. a lot more ESG with carbon capture, but but now they've gone on to wastewater mm. and water treatment, yeah, a whole lot of other chemical areas, play. Yeah, chemical it's, play. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, <laughs> I find this kind of market, I want certainty. Yeah. And this is still going through trying to work out where it sits. Um, for me, if you're looking at it on a chemi <coughs> chemical type perspective, um, I'd rather look at something like Instec Pivot. Yep. Uh, it's got a few more catalysts that I, I like. Yes, fertilizer prices have come off the peak, but I think that's still supportive. Uh, there's a potential divestment play with the explosives that's supportive. So for me, that's a much more proven model with upside. This, I think they're still trying to work it out. The market itself is uncertain. Macro is very uncertain. So this is not the time for someone where I want okay. to back someone on the turnaround. So right, not for you. Out. I fundamentally disagree about Incitec Pivot. It is a lousy <laughs> business and always has been. Investors forget that Incitec Pivot itself was a spin-off from Orica. Mm. Every 10 years, um, so they, they spin off from Orica as a pure um, uh, ammonia business and gradually they think, oh, actually, you know what, there's a lot of money in this explosives and they, then they grow their explosives yeah. division and they think, oh, hang on, let's split these two companies up again. This has happened again and again and it happens when the business is performing uh, badly and they have to do something to create something. And um, I think Orica is a crap business and it has uh, been for a long time. Calyx? Avoid it. Um, Calyx is fascinating. It's way more interesting in Calyx than I'm in Orica. Um, but it's a idea. I'm not quite sure it's a business just yet. Calyx has a, a, a technology, uh, it's like a kiln. It just heats yeah. stuff up yeah. and it heats stuff up in a very efficient and, and greenish way. So they have to try and find a use case for this. I was worried that, as you spoke about, they, they were very excited about cement yep. manufacture and there's nothing, no talk about that anymore and it's now all mm. about the, all these other things, which yeah. is a big red flag for me. It tells me that they don't have an idea about how to monetize and they're still looking for that, mm. for that route. They've got a partnership with Pilbara and I'd just be sitting on the sidelines and watching that for now. That could be very exciting. Yep. And there's a few other, um, they, they've got a... Um, Advanced battery development. Um, yeah, all that sort of stuff, the, so. and they've yeah, also got a... a, a words. Seems different. <laughs> they've yeah, got a, um, a steel exactly. manufacturing division as well, which could be interesting. I, yeah. I just need to see some of these be, be a, little, a lot more proven. There's a huge opportunity for, for Calyx, but it's a billion dollar business. Yep. And it doesn't, I don't think it has, it, it's, not a, it's not a business yet. It's not a commercial right. entity. So I would right. avoid it for now, but keep it on the watch list. It's interesting. A uh, business that is a proven business is Stock 5, as we said at the top of the show, where Ordnate's chief executive is uh, joining us after reporting today. Uh, Aidan Williams, um, welcome to the program. It's good to see you. Great result. Uh, what were the highlights for you out of the result? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it was a great result. Um, on, on the highlight side of things, I mean, clearly uh, the, the revenue result, I think, is, is excellent for the half, uh, particularly as we, we've had, we continue to have uh, uh, some headwinds associated with chip shortages. What's your market share at the moment? Uh, market share for uh, the, the technology itself? It's, yes. it's probably something like eight or nine percent roughly I, I would suspect in terms of the our the, the usage of uh, Dante networking technology uh, 
in, in AV systems, audiovisual systems that get installed. So it, there really is a lot of uh, upside associated with, with Ordinate as uh, we get more penetration and people start using networking more and more in AV systems as they install them into to buildings yep. over time. Uh, the chip shortage, you were saying, has held you back a bit. That's starting to ease. Um, is, is it going to be a worry for much longer? When, you, when do you think you'll yeah. get back to normal? Yeah, so I, I think um, it, it's definitely easing. Um, it's a bit uneven though. So it, it's certainly the case that many chips are much more available than they were, say, six months ago or 12 months ago. We've done quite a bit of work uh, in order to redesign our products so that we can use chips that we can buy as opposed to chips that are essentially permanently in short supply. So there's, there's been a lot of activity uh, in the industry doing redesigns and switching on to more available parts. So the situation's definitely improving. Um, although some particular parts that we use or our customers use, notably the, the Ultimo chips that we, we sell in quite high volume, yeah. uh, those parts we're still not able to deliver the, the, the total demand that people want for us. And we expect that to improve over the next six to 12 months, uh, but, but we'll still be in a situation where we're allocating those parts, okay. at least for the rest of this financial year. Uh, what's your guidance in this result for the next six months? Yeah, basically we're, we're reaffirming the, the, the guidance that we put out at, at the end of uh, the last financial year. So uh, we, we, we've got um, enough demand backlog uh, and, and chip supply situation is, is improved that we, we believe we'll be able to uh, achieve uh, a, a revenue result which is in line with our historical revenue growth of that, that kind of 26 to 30% revenue growth. So we're optimistic about being able to, to get back to that, that historic growth rate for Ordinate and I think this half has, has been an excellent result in terms of like seeing revenue growth in spite of those chip shortages. So the next half, it'll be profits? Back into profits again. Uh, well, Ordinate has historic has not so far um, mm. had uh, profitability, but I think if you look at a, a number of the analysts, um, they're they're, uh, they're basically pointing towards um, you know, cash flow break even next financial year, sometime during next financial year. Right. Uh, and, and would you, you disagree know, with that? No, I think that's about right. But you know, as a CEO, I'm not wanting to do their jobs for them, and uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think we're comfortable with with that that particular position in the market. Okay. Um, so, what about the growth um, in into the future? You're you're a a bit of an indirect bell, but bellwether on consumer demand because your protocol goes into a lot of consumer goods from the major manufacturers. Are you seeing good pickup from those manufacturers? Yeah, so I think um, the, the, we're not directly cu coupled to uh, consumer products, for example, uh, that might get used in homes like Apple TVs and things like that. So our, our manufacturing customers build products that largely go, they get installed into spaces. So if you think about an airport or you think about a shopping centre or something like that, there are audio-visual systems everywhere around us. Yeah. And so that's, that's primarily where our technology goes. The largest uh, Dante installation in Australia is, is likely Sydney Trains, where all 300 railway stations are basically Dante networks with all the audio traveling across uh, you know, our technology. So largely we're coupled really to uh, things like 
the, the reinstallation or the upgrade of, of buildings and AV systems uh, that, that go into those buildings. Right. So, so for us, growth areas are really around um, an increasing desire to improve unified communications. So as, as people are hybrid working, they really want to improve the, uh, the experience of, of having people in the office uh, and communicating with people from home. Yep. And higher education is another large area of growth as well. Right. Well, Aidan Williams, the market loved it today. Share price up 10%. Appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you very much. Okay. Nathan, what's your view on the ordinate result? Yeah, look, we've, we've, we've all loved it, right? Mm. It's, yep. it's in the top two. Yeah. I mean, for me, um, you know, Altium and Ordinate are the top two platform techs. Yeah. Um, am I surprised that they've done well? No. Um, it's just a matter of where we are in the cycle for the techs and what market was paying for it. Yeah. Market got overly excited, then overly pessimistic, and we're seeing a bit of a bounce. I think I still look at the overall tech space and say, look, there's still probably downside risk. Uh, but look, they're, they're a great business model. What I loved about it is the fact that this comes into the play of uh, reopening cycle. Um, it's a delayed reopening cycle play for them. They've got supply side issues. Despite all of that, they've done well. So that's a positive side of it. Um, and I think it holds up well. Um, and I, look, I'm a, I'm a fan. I just think the market in this cycle, I, I can't, I'm just telling myself the numbers are telling me to don't do it, to jump into text. That's the only reason. Otherwise, you're looking at Altium and Ordinate and saying, look, they're doing what they're supposed to do. They're doing well. Yep. Um, it's just the market where it is. But apart from that, I, I think they've done really well for the macro where it is. Yep, still any worries for you? Uh, Aiden was uh, talking about the chip shortage yeah. there. And I don't think those things are going to go away. Right. I, I think uh, people are saying that the supply chain problems are going to disappear in the next few months, delusional. Right. I think these things will take a long time. Mm. So you need to be as good as they are to be able to manage that. And I think you know that's a, that's a great result despite those kind of things. So. I think this will dissipate over the next 12 months, 18 months, yep. but it's going to be a, a slow process to get through these supply chain problems. And I okay. think that could get worse. All right, Gaurav? Yeah, look, it, Ordinate still holds the record an intelligent investor for the fastest idea that's gone from germination to being a buy and then in the funds. Right. No, no stock has ever gotten um, that fast as, as quickly as Ordinate has. And it's because I think the idea is just so compelling. You know, we've spoken about it a lot. It's a, it's a monopoly in the making. They've absolutely crushed the competition and they continue to crush it. Um, as good as the um, the in industry numbers look, and I think now they're sort of 12 times, they're in 12 times as many devices as the competitor. Yeah. If you look at the number of new devices um, coming out with their protocol, it just, the comp competition is, is basically yeah. non-existent. And yeah. So it's got before, a monopoly on it. It's, it's got a monopoly. This is one of the strongest businesses you can you can find, I, I think. And um, I'm happy to buy it. And even, I mean, I hear what Nathan's saying about all the macro, and I know it sounds scary. And the share price hasn't gone down as much as I would have liked. No. Um, but um, but I, I still think this doesn't is help when it bounces a dollar today, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I was I hoping to pick, pick this up um, a lot cheaper, yeah. and um, it just hasn't been the case. But I still think this is a very strong business with a very strong future. Um, right. And, um, I, I would still be, uh, if you don't have any, I would still take a nibble today, even at this price. Right. I, I think you, you do the numbers out and, and consider how large and profitable this business could be, and it's, um, it's, yeah. it's still compelling. Yeah. I mean, semiconductor sales have been dropping for a number of months, so we kind of expected a slowdown in the techs to come through, which happened. But it just shows how, how good Altium and Ordinate are, yeah. that in a macro that's weakening, they're still doing well. Yeah. So you can only imagine when things 
finally click out and then mm. you hit full gear, these things will run and they will have a very good, um, you know, the thing is this is a t good time to build a market share in a tough market. So right. grinding out that. So you know, on the other side, they'll be doing really well. It's been frustrating. So still a hold for you or? Yeah, I mean, it was a trade between those two. I, I remember when it got to 10 bucks, I had to argue to get it out uh, because I thought the numbers matched it. And you go look at now and say, look, it's bounced back, but it was the right decision at that yeah. time. I still think yeah. it'll come off a bit more. Yeah. Uh, but, but I think over the long term, those two stocks, I just can't, you know, I can't tell anyone to say sell. Yeah, it's yeah. just a bad word, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I would take some profit <laughs> just because that's the way that my numbers play. Uh, but yeah, it's a great stock. Right, okay. It's just a hard stock not to like. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're doing everything right. Yes, the market will pay too much at times and pay, you know, then panic and sell for a while. But look, you want to buy a growth stock, that's in the top two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we have no plans to change our position yeah. on it for, okay. for, for a long time. All right, let's recap the uh, the first five stocks for uh, the call this half hour. Uh, Whitehaven Coal, a hold from Gorab, a sell from um, from Mathan, Beam, a no from both. Frontier, a hold from both. Uh, Calix, a no from both. Um, in that chemical space, Mathan prefers Incitec Pivot. Um, Gorab thinks it's one of the worst runs company on the stock exchange. So uh, there are two wins. Uh, Ordnate is a buy from Gorab. Uh, Mathan can't bring himself to buy uh, Ordnate at these prices, which are still pretty hefty for, uh, for a growth stock. Um, here on the call, we've been uh, following our own fantasy uh, portfolio as picked by our investment committee. And uh, the latest committee meeting is on the um, uh, on the website now for the uh, for the February committee meeting. Mathan mm. um, is on the committee meeting and uh, investment committee. In the December uh, meeting, they increased the uh, the weighting in elders. Uh, we've had a few people email in Mathan yeah. uh, about what should they do with their elder stock. Yeah, look, I mean, Elders is fine. Um, I, I had a look through, it was interesting because uh, throughout, for about a month, there was a decent amount of selling. Mm. So being a numbers guy, we dug through who mm. is the one selling out. So there was a particular quant shop. There's a number of quant people were in Elders and a particular quant shop we deduced were the sellers. They were just below 5%, so you, they don't have to oh, declare okay. that they're selling out, uh, which is all smart way of doing. So a quant fund is a fund that just goes purely on the algorithms of the numbers. Yeah, they, yeah. they look at the numbers and they, they, they don't muck around, they get out and there's some are more aggressive than others. Yeah. And this particular one is aggressive and they like to leave a trail of damage. Um, oh. So, oh. so I kind Sounds of, interesting. Oh, please, kind of fun. please tell. So if oh. you look at if you look at mm. the um, turnover, yeah. you can see substantial increase in the turnover over the last month. So that's why it had to be someone holding a decent amount. Yeah. So I got it down to about three or four and the trading looked too much like a quant fund. So kind of worked out there's about two or three the potential candidates. Then I looked at who was trading, which brokers were trading. So uh, certain quant funds like to use certain brokers of their pipes because they go through the algos. So it was pretty clear from that list I can work okay. out who the quant fund was. And they do like to leave a bit of a trail of damage. And you always get when you're going to sell a line, they tend to reduce it slightly over the period. And then the last day when they get out, they throw the kitchen sink and it's a decent right. drop, right? So is that all finished? I believe so. It happened probably two, two, two to three days ago yeah. and it was down about 5% and the turnover on that day 
the last time we saw anything like that turnover on the last day was when the CEO um, said that no. I'm leaving in 12 months. Okay. So there's a decent line out. I still think that the macro is still positive. The stock is still run quite well. I don't see any negatives and valuation is very cheap. If you think the market is actually expecting negative growth. Mm. So if you think flat growth uh, for elders for the next couple of years, you're picking up something around 10 PE paying you 6% yeah. yield. So blow nine bucks. Oh, so you're, look, I'm, you're I'm still happy to. Oh, I think you, you don't get too many opportunities when these guys get out. This is a great opportunity. I'd be buying. I mean, I could be wrong if something comes up, but they put out a presentation and they updated. There was nothing wrong in that. It was still solid. So, you know. you be a buy? No, no, no. Um, it, it is a much better business than it used to be. And, and I think it's possible that analysts are underestimating um, the quality of the company now. Those with long memories who've been in the market for a long time would have been traumatized by all this <laughs> yeah. because it's been such a disaster for such a long time. But it is genuinely a, a decent business now. Right. But the margins um, since COVID, since 2019, the margins have risen by 50%. I think that shows there's still a lot of cyclicality in that company. And um, you've got to expect that to normalize at some stage. And I think it's reasonable to think that earnings are going to decline over the next few years as the margin normalizes. So I'm actually, I'm a hold to a sell. Either decision is fine. I'll probably sell and put money somewhere else. But um, it's, it's, it's a company now that, that's firmly on my watch list and I'm happy to buy at the right price. All right. Uh, First time in 10 years, mind you. That you'd even look at. That even look at it. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So it'd be need to get below eight bucks for you. I haven't done the valuation work, right. and it probably needs to be cheaper than eight bucks. I think. Um, okay. I think these cyclical stocks <clears throat> go higher than you think. I think got to fifteen bucks or something. Yeah. And they go lower than you think. Okay. Um, so we'll wait for All that. Right. At CMC, we've been in the game for a while, and although a lot of things have changed, our mentality hasn't. We aim to give experienced traders the best trading experience, like our expert platform with its second-to-none trading tools, plus our pricing is completely transparent. That's why people who've been trading for a long time stay with us for a long time. So if you're serious about trading, switch to the market leader trusted for over 30 years. Trade CFDs your way at cmcmarkets.com. You don't own underlying assets. Consider relevant PDS and TMD or information memorandum for CMC Pro accounts at our website. Let's look at the stocks uh, for this half hour. Nobati, uh, Nobati, uh, Tesserand, Objective Corp, Electro, and Ostel. Uh, Edward wants a view, Nathan, on Nobati. Is that the software technology company? Yeah, I mean... I hadn't heard of it. No, no, I was running my head through it. Um, I look... It's a payment system. Yeah, and, and, you know, how good has that sector been? Yeah. Uh, And... (laughs) You got a smaller player, so guess what's happened? Um, yeah, it's been a lot of pain, um, and they've all come off. And the question would be, where where to from here? I think a lot of these guys will probably get cons- cons- consolidated at some point yeah. uh, because it's just not the game's not there for everyone. You have to remember when interest rates are nothing, dreams are cheap. When interest rates go up, suddenly oh, they turn into nightmares. Put that on a t-shirt. Yeah, and <laughs> you make a fortune. And, and, uh, it's uh, oh god the. Uh, What's the song? Um, it's a nightmare dressed as a, a sweet dream. Uh, uh, that's a that's Taylor Swift song. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And Beyonce yeah. used to yeah. mind too. He does have daughters. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know. I went to the Taylor Swift concert, mind you. She's good. I thought she's a genius. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, she's good. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's, she's a granddaughter. She's a great yeah. entertainer. And yeah. I, when she first came out, I thought, oh yeah, a couple of songs, but. Yeah, she's a great songwriter. So, yeah. yeah, I bet then. you when you woke up this morning, you never thought <laughs> no, no, we'd no, 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 Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, no, not at all. And I never know where this goes. And I, I have to admit, when I get in the car, yeah. my daughter suddenly goes source, and then she changes. So you don't really get a choice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you don't. Know. That being said, um, 
uh, look, I think this sector, trying to pick a turnaround in this sector is just not worth it. The risk return is not with you. It's hard to see even the peop- the ones that people loved have underperformed and they're waiting for someone to take them over. Yep. So in theory, I think it's just too hard. I don't see the huge upside. Um, the, the biggest worry that I have is the big US techs are literally fighting into each other's territory because they're running out of growth. So payment system is not going to be where you're going to make the money when you're a new player. Yep. So yeah, I think it's not too hard. Go ahead. Uh, the most important tip I can give you out of this conversation is do not get Siri in your car <laughs> if you have children because then, then your kids can shout out the lyrics. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's bad. So the amount of times my kids have tried to play Daddy is a Poo Poo Pants um, <laughs> is, uh, is remarkable. But, um, but on Novati in particular, it's interesting, right? Um, I've not looked at this business before. I think, mate, I have the numbers right, 60 million, I think, market cap. Um, so, yeah. there's, there's not a lot going on. There's a bit of revenue coming through, but certainly nowhere near profitability. What really um, surprised me, I think, about this business was its sheer ambition. So it wants to do everything from card merchants and digital currency, mm. um, all the way to merchant acquirer, B2B digital payments, and yep. it recently got a banking license as well. So you can think about this as EML, Tyro, Square, mm. and CBA rolled into one. They're in the it's too much. with the big boys. <laughs> yeah, I think the plan is to, to build an end-to-end ecosystem where one customer can pay another customer by, and bypass the traditional um, electronic rails, which suck out all the margin out of payments, and then get people to use that. Yeah. I, I don't think these guys are showing um, it's a great idea. It's a great idea. It's actually, in fact, it's what Square is, um, Block is trying to do. Yeah. And, and I think Block is interesting, actually. I would much rather um, spend time analyzing Block. And that if you want to take a, punt, take a punt on Block, I think okay. these guys are so far away from their ambition. It's a lovely idea. Um, it's, I, I, they're not close enough. It's, it's okay. in a void so far. Speaking of ideas, uh, Cam and Bundy, one mm. of you on the uh, security, cybersecurity group Tesserend, which you would think with um, sort of hacking and cybersecurity and physical security mm. uh, would be pretty hot at the moment. Run a mile, David. <laughs> <laughs> run fast, run fast. <laughs> I, was going, yeah. I was just waiting to see where he's going to go. I was trying to build it up. Yeah. It, up it, was like, it was no. like bring a guy, put his neck down and go, here you go, drop it. <laughs> there are red flags all over this stock. And it's, yeah. it's appropriate that the ticker code for this is TNT because this thing <laughs> <laughs> will blow up. Well, I think it already has. But um, I, oh, there was well, not much great. for me to like here. So this is a, um, a, a you know, as you said, a, a, a collection of cyber businesses. Interestingly enough, um, it's been mostly grown um, by adding on new businesses by acquisition. They've made a whole series of acquisitions. In fact, if you go over to the balance sheet, the goodwill is, is higher than the market cap, which tells you that they've blown up a lot of money for not yeah. very much. Um, the share count is 10x what it was um, a couple of years ago. Wow. So they've paid a lot of money for acquisitions that are not delivering um, profits. The revenue has gone up a long way, but all the costs have risen. This is just okay. a, a, a random machine that, that adds businesses to its complex and those businesses do not add cash flow or profits. The biggest warning sign for me though was the um, the way this company presents, and you know I hate cute numbers, yep. but um, they present normalized um, EBITDA, normalized profit. And you think, okay, well, that's fine. What's the, what do the numbers say? They present normalized profit of $10 million, but real statutory profits 
they've lost about $8 million. Right. And when you go through the normalizations, they're happy to, to take out share-based compensation. So they don't think paying for their staff is a normalized expense, but they don't add back the tax refund that they got. Um, um, so they don't think the tax refund is norm is, is that's perfectly normal. Right. But the the, the paying for their okay. staff um, with with shares that's not normal. And I just right. think that is that alone you can wipe this off any list that you might attend. Run a mile if you've got it, sell it, and never look at it again. Okay. My <laughs> I love Graham. <laughs> yeah. It's like you just paid him like here. Ha do you want cyanide or TNT? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah no. Yeah, am it, I wrong? Come on. No. No. no that, that you're you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. No. He's right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, he's right. Um, look, it, it is a sector where things should be doing well. Yeah, right? it's you got should a great thing. Yeah, it's like aged care, tourism. Yeah. It should be doing well. But yeah. you know what? History tells you they don't. When it's obvious, it doesn't work. And um, I, I can throw out a few stocks. Senators, S-E-N, mm. uh, TNT, and Whitehawk. They were the, uh, the three yes. that the market was in love with when the government announced mm. Um, you know, cyber, cyber security, security spending and, yeah. and interestingly, um, you know, I kind of went, oh, I'm not going to look at this. And so when it came on the list, I thought, oh, I better go have a look. Whitehawk is actually cash flow positive hmm. in the last quarter. I was like, wow. How okay. big is Whitehawk? I've never looked at that. Um, I'll tell you, because, yeah. you know, it doesn't turn up too many times. So, you know, yeah. I was, I was um, um, it's 20 mil market cap. Okay, so it's pretty small. It's yeah. pretty small, but <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. actually, mm. you know, got a cash flow positive, which is like, wow. Um, yeah. So if I had to look at out of the three for the cybersecurity play, I would do some work on Whitehawk. Whitehawk, right. The, actually, the numbers look okay, and the stock is getting a bit of interest as well. Right. So in, if you wanted to play the thematic, and I'm not saying you should, <laughs> I'm not, right. all, don't worry, don't worry. I'm not even saying. You're about to get in trouble, Nathan. No, but what I'm saying is, if you want to do some work, mm. Look at Whitehawk. It looks better on, on a relative basis because they seem to be doing the right things okay. and the numbers are turning up. TNT, no. Okay. Uh, what about objective, object, objective Court? Olive wants a view. The, uh, another information technology software company into regulation planning building software. Yeah. I mean, it's 1.2 bill market cap. It's not, mm. you know, smart. This is actually all right. This was a market, darling. It's come off. Um, but I think the multiple is okay. But I think everyone knows. People who are in the play know. So I don't think you're getting something that's the market's going to suddenly get surprised by. But I think it's okay. Um, if, you're, if you're in it, I'll, I'll be holding. Um, but look, they, they seem to execute okay. Um, you know, the people who've been looking at this stock, I've read some of the research and they seem to be relatively positive and they maintain that for a while. So it's got a track record of delivering. Yeah. Uh, they do love the management. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm not saying I know them, but the you know the guys who follow seems to love the management. Okay. So in that context, this one's okay. Uh, but yeah, no, it's come think, back a while. It's been yeah, it has come back a while. But then again, this, this is one of those stocks where everyone got overly excited and then it's oh. come off. Um, so it, it's on my shopping list to keep an eye on. But uh, okay. I'm not jumping in right now. Uh, this is a wonderful business. Um, we started covering this um, as the tech market collapsed. It's one we've yeah. had our eye on for a long time. Yeah. And when, so when prices started falling, we started doing some work. We took a nibble. We only own a small position in this so far because it still <laughs> looks very expensive. Notionally, let me just explain what it does. This is a, a document management software. Um, so when you're collaborating on documents or passing them on, 
Um, it gives right. you absolute control about where those documents right. go, who looks at them, who works on them. Oh. It keeps a record of everything. That's big in the building game, is it? Um, it was big in government. Um, they've right. actually got a product now for, for wasn't construction. There, wasn't there right. a, it's a called business, I forgot, that got taken over that had that building contract? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know the one you're talking about. I've yeah. forgotten the name. Yeah, I've forgotten the name. <laughs> it was yeah, a great yeah. company, actually. It was yeah, it was a, a great company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. No, but but you're right. Um, they do have a product um, which I think is going to be a source of a lot of growth, which I'm not sure the market is really caught on to yet. Um, 1.2 billion market cap. <laughs> but they, these, these, it, they make a lot of money. Yeah, um, so the, pro the product's called Build, and it, it does um, for, um, for the building industry what their document management does for governments you oh, know so okay. they provide a common platform where architects designers builders um, and customers can all work on the same sort of um, pro uh, same sort of same set of documents and they can do it collaboratively um, and that's that's done okay in New Zealand I, I believe they have about 30% market share in New Zealand um, but the idea is then to bring that over to Australia and right. build out the market share I think I think it's a hundred million dollar profit opportunity mm -hmm. and it could they could potentially double profits if, if this idea works and mm -hmm. I think that's why um, we're still kind of interested in this business. Wow, despite you're excited it being by tech. I need to look at this more. <laughs> despite yeah. I don't have to look at this. White says you're the PE. So it's, it trades on a 50 times PE. More but, than that. <laughs> but key to that, um, this has been run by the same guy from the, fa from the beginning. Um, uh, he owns a 65% stake. This company okay. is patient, conservatively run, wonderful management. It took this guy 28 years to do his first 50 mil of, of revenue. And now he does, uh, what? Um, a billion, I think, like a lot of right. revenue now. Right. Um, and it's just grown and grown. So very patient. Found the lead. Um, he expenses okay. all his, um, all his uh, development Ideas. costs. And I think this, I'm really glad this followed a business like Tesserant, which <laughs> yeah. um, is just obnoxious with numbers. Yeah. This is a company that's deeply conservative with numbers. It has no interest Good. in trying to bloat okay. its, its okay. profits. Yeah, because um, most of the guys who've looked at this stock yeah. are huge fans. Yeah, yeah. I can see huge why. Fans. It's a very good business. And really so like for me, I could yeah. never because it was expensive. Or it, is expensive, expensive. it is expensive. But then again, yeah. you know, things are expensive. Yeah. But you want to look at good quality business. I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it a nibble because I think right. it's worthwhile okay. um, buying a little bit now and keeping an eye on it. Mm -hmm. if, if it gets cheaper, mm -hmm. you can buy a little bit more. Gurek is excited about the stock. I've got to look at it. Yeah, it's a very interesting business. Yeah. What about Electro Gorev? Um, uh, I've blasted this company enough. Um, you would have seen me talk about it for a yeah. long time. It, 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 it again, um, you know, you, everyone is interested in themes and everyone wants to buy a sexy story and yeah. very few people... Which is are, a bit like a Star Wars story. <laughs> it is Star Wars. It's, it's literally yeah. beaming, you know, <laughs> beaming and shooting down. Very few people are prepared Lasers. to go through the numbers and, and dig out the nuances. And if you're prepared to do that, it takes 15 minutes, less than, it takes 10 minutes to find out that this company is not worth investing in because they report huge revenues all the time. They're always reporting um, um, profits, but there's never any cash flow, never. In the, in the last five years, there's negative cash flow. So they have a, a, a very aggressive- $10.54? Yeah, there was a, a fundy who just went bonkers on it and, pub and wrote about it and talked yeah. about it and, wow. and the punter's so been mad for it. Yeah. Wow. I, I bet you he sold out at 10 bucks. Um, yeah. No, I don't think so. <laughs> you think he wore it all the way down? Oh yeah. No, oh, he deserves oh. to. Yeah, it's not a good business. It's a sell, no, avoid. Yeah, I'd love for this to actually work because yeah. I want to have a laser cannon in the backyard. But uh, <laughs> um, I look, it will at some point. But, you know, I always go back to... You will have a laser cannon at some point? I want a laser cannon in my backyard. Um, <laughs> I don't know what for, though. Mow the um, lawn with it, Nath. <laughs> that would be cool. Um, the thing is, it always reminds me of things like audio pixel. You can wait for so long for something audio to come through. Audio pixel. <laughs> no, 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 don't get me started on audio uh, pixel. But it's one of those things <laughs> where 
you have mm. to see where it's going to be yeah. in a in a period of time before the market loses interest as the uh, Taylor Swift song goes yeah. dreams are cheap when interest rates are nothing right this is a definitely uh, has been for shareholders a nightmare okay. dressed up as a sweet dream <laughs> all right <laughs> last stock uh, for Chris uh, Ostel the um, the big shipbuilding yeah, organization look, based it, it, in the uh, in Perth does a lot for defense fast ferries yeah look interesting that it's come up on the list because on the weekend I was talking to a new client of mine and he's in the defense engineering mm. side and he's he's been in this and he goes oh damn I should have you know I should have got out and then get back in and we were talking about the stock and he was telling me his background and I learned more from my clients than how I yeah. know so yeah. he was telling me how that works and how they've gone from aluminium to steel and how yeah. that's a upside. Other, way around. Huh? other way around I thought they've, they've no. moved across now going back and I, I think yeah. so well they were doing aluminium that's mm. how I looked at it yeah. and he was saying and the thing that I knew was when these guys are doing well, mm. because they have to carry a massive cost, mm. yep. they do really well. Mm. When they're not doing That's well, true. they just burn, right? Mm. So it's one of those things where it's a classic one stock. When you get an upgrade cycle, you're there, run it. But when it starts <laughs> downgrade, dump and get out. Yep. And it's an interesting stock for me on that context. It is ugly and everyone's dumped it and it looks so ugly mm. that you want to look mm, at it. Mm. That's the only reason I'm like when we were talking to him, I said, damn, this looks ugly. And, and we both agreed. He's held it. He's got the smash and go, actually, it's worthwhile the risk return now to hold it and see how right. it goes. Because the management for what it is, they do well, but it's, it's a cycle. And the thing is, now we are seeing a rise in geopolitics. People are going to build more stuff. And that's got to play positive for these guys. So yes, it looks so ugly. I would start nibbling because mm. I think you know, it's, there's certain things that I can work well and you, you want to have a business model where they're unique and management is really good, you back them, even though the business model is bad and the you know, cycle is yeah. bad. That's already priced in. I think it's worth looking at. So Nibble. I advise it. Okay, go ahead. Very interesting stock. I'm glad this came up because it gave me a chance to get reacquainted with this company. We've looked at this set a few times over the years yeah. um, and it's always been interesting. So, you know, everyone knows what Austell is. It's a... Um, a defense contractor now but yeah. mostly it, it specializes in um in, in ships yeah. um its largest contract and the company maker was this thing called a literal combat ship it's a it's a smallish fast um ship and the u.s navy um has like about 50 of them it does carry yeah, i think yeah. so yeah, yes yeah. yes um well they come in a couple of different sizes but uh but regardless they um they've and got it, about 50 a, of them. it's got a shipyard in america that's right in yes. now they're two yeah, yeah supply US defense. Exactly. And um, I think they're the only foreign supplier to the uh, US Navy, mm. um, who the only supplier who wholly constructs ships, um, who are not American, for the US Navy. Um, and the Navy actually funded um, that factory, um, that shipyard in, Al in Mobile, Alabama. Okay. Um, so it's, um, they're always carrying, Nathan's right, they're always carrying probably fixed cost base. That's probably too high for them and it, it, it does influence margins when, con when their books um, fall away but they do tend to get a lot of support from the Americans mm. and they did provide funding for, for Especially that. in the last couple of years, it's starting to look much more supportive. And in fact, the, the, the recent, um, the recent uh, defense bill had a lot of things in there that were very, very positive for this business. Um, they expanded the Navy budget by about $5 billion. The ships, um, a, a whole bunch of their ships, about a dozen of them, were going to be scrapped 
that they're actually going to be continued on into service, which means lucrative service contract revenues right. continue. And in fact, that's a lot of the bull case for this company. It's that um, as the fleet of ships expand, they actually generate more and more of their revenue from services mm. rather than the mm. completion of a particular ship. I think it's close to 20% of revenue yeah. now comes from services, and that's going to get larger. Mm. The so reason why... like a car dealer. Almost like a car dealer. Yeah, Everyone wants to be a car, car dealer. And then get the servicing. The reason it's on 10 times earnings or whatever it is, is because um, that LCS contract, that finishes um, in 2025, and that's 60% of their profit. So oh. the profit is going to fall off a cliff in about two years' time. They have a big contract. They just won last July. And if you look at the chart, you see the share price yes, spike enormously. That. That's because yep. they won the $3 billion contract in July um, to build new ships for the US Navy. Um, and that, I think, will that fulfill about half the earnings hole of the lost LCS contract, right. but not all of it. So they've still got some more earnings to fill. At this stage, earnings look like they're going to go backwards for the next few years. And I think that's why the share price is in the doldrums. Market hates a company where earnings are going backwards. Yep. But I reckon you've got here a business with a, um, a demonstrated expertise in a specific niche. The Americans have shown a proclivity to support them. They've got a base there to build um, new mm. ships. So are you doing I, a nibble? I, I think it's a nibble. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, it, it's a bit ugly, and, and I agree with you, Meath. It's, it's a little bit ugly, but it's worth a nibble. Okay. It's come back a long way. Yeah. Oh, has it? Well, <laughs> That's let, unfortunate. <laughs> uh, let's recap mm. our uh, final five stocks. Uh, Novartia, no, from both Tesserent, run a mile. If you want that thematic, though, that cybersecurity, Nathan uh, likes uh, Whitehawk. Yeah. Um, objective, a nibble from Gorab, a hold from Nathan. Electro, a sell, no, and Austel, a nibble as well. Grape Sadi, good to see you, mate, from Intelligent Investor. Good to be here, Koshi. Nathan Thomas and Dara from Deep Data Analytics. Good, good to, to see you. Uh, love your clients. <laughs> Bring all the inside information yeah, yeah, yeah. on stocks as well. <laughs> uh, if you've got a stock you'd like me to put to our expert panel, put them in an email, the call at osbiz.com today, or tweet us using the at TV handle. More market news and views on the Pulse that's coming up next on Ausbiz, don't go away. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.